0: In today's episode, I'm answering three questions about getting married to hands, Poker Tracker 4, and setbacks. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. Thank you very much for spending some of your study time with me. If it's your first time here, shalom! And if you're back for more, welcome back, Jack! If you enjoyed this episode, and if you learned something that you can take to the felt, just share it with a friend. Send them to the show notes page at smartpokerstudy.com slash pod285. That's how we grow people. You telling a friend about the show. Alrighty, let's get to the questions and answers. Gambate! Hell yeah! Let's do this! So question one today comes to us from Matt Hubbard, and it's about getting married to hands. He says, I'd say the number one thing I need to get better at is not getting married to bad or marginal or just obviously losing hands? Well, thank you for the question, Matt. Now, this of course is a super common problem, right? It's it's why uh, poker players stay losing players for such a long time. We just cannot get away from those what seem to be nice hands or potentially winning hands. Like we don't spot the signs that it's obviously beat, like you said. I'm sure you realize this, right? It's not the hand that you hold that matters. It's the way that you play the hand, and that's what leads to wins or losses. So your problem, Matt, it might stem from an attitude of entitlement with the strongest hands. Sometimes we put hands like aces, kings, or queens. We put those up on a pedestal, and as soon as we're dealt those, we see dollar signs in our eyes, and we're looking forward to winning a big pot. Another thing, of course, is you're dealt that straight, and you think, hey, straights win most of the time. I should win right now. So here are three things that you could do to help not get married to hands. Number one is to train yourself to not get married. So over the past however many years you've been playing Matt and everybody else, right? You've developed a habit of overvaluing maybe one pair hands or non-nut hands. So it's going to take a lot of work on your part to just break this habit. What I want you to do is focus on it during your warmups So write down all you can about this marriage problem that you have and read your notes before you begin your session. And then after you read your notes, you read about your issue, commit to not getting married to hands based on strength. Instead, force yourself to have this attitude with every hand. Here's the attitude. What's the best way for me to play this hand right now? So I want you to write that question on a sticky note and ask it and answer it every time you choose to play a hand. The second thing you can do is remove your hand from your mouse when marriage is likely. So you already know what hands and what kind of situations come up that make it hard to fold. Hands like big pocket pairs, flopping two pair, or flopping a set. Oh my gosh, sets are so tough to fold, right? Um, Or maybe hitting a straight on a two heart board and it's tough to fold when that third heart comes off, right? So by removing your hand from your mouse... That helps to prevent finger tilt, which is when you make a button click that you know you shouldn't make, but your emotions are running wild and your finger just can't help but make the play. This gives your brain a little bit of extra time to think through the situation and all the information that's available before your body, before your finger makes the play. The third thing is to review your biggest losing one pair showdown hands. So when you get married to a hand and call when you should have folded, it's often just a one-pair hand and most likely an overpair or like top-pair, top-kicker, ace-king on an ace-high board. You get so enamored, you fall in love with these hands that you forget to think about all the other important factors available. So by reviewing these big losing hands, you're going to pick up on the mistakes you've been making. The whole idea is to catch a mistake recorded in your poker journal And then the next time you're on the felt, you work to not repeat that mistake. Oftentimes in these big losing pots, your opponents, they end up showing that they're interested in the hand like three times or more. When they open the pot, you three bet and then they call. Well, they've put money twice in the pot already. They've shown you two times that they like their hand. On the flop, when you see bet and they call, that's time number three that they've shown they like their hand alarm bells should be ringing at this point. Not that you're beat, but that there is a potential for you to get beat. So once again, like I said, in number two, remove that hand from the mouse, right? Now on the turn, they suddenly donk bed into you. That's instance number four, that they like their hands. So the more times that they're willing to put money in the pot and the more money they end up putting in, the more they like their hand. And it's a real possibility that your non-nut hand is beat. All right, so this next question, it's a perfect follow-up for last week's Poker Tracker 4 episode. Uh, That was episode number 284, and you can find a link to it in the show notes page. This question comes from Charles Ogle, and he asks, I'd like to find all of your podcasts that discuss Poker Tracker 4. Well, thank you very much, Charles. I've done a ton of podcasts that feature Poker Tracker 4, and quite a few more that just mention it here and there, right? If you visit today's show notes page, once again, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod285, you're going to see links to eight of my favorite PokerTracker4-related podcast episodes. For example, episode 51, that was called Five Ways to Improve with PokerTracker4. Episode 54 and 56, 58, and episode 60, those that was a Maximizing Your HUD series. Episode 97 was all about the steel pop-up and purposefully practicing it or using it in-game to exploit your opponents. Episode 225 was called Finally Learn to Use a Poker HUD, which, of course, the HUD is related to Poker Tracker 4. And then episode number 284, last week's, that was called Finding Leaky Hands to Study with Poker Tracker 4. Now, with Poker Tracker 4, because it's such a visual... I guess, uh, uh, software, it's easier to teach how to use Poker Tracker 4 with videos than through audio podcasts. Because with videos, right, you can watch and you can repeat what I do to have an easy way to learn how to use the program. So in today's show notes page, along with those podcast links, I also put a link to my Poker Tracker 4 YouTube video playlist. So go there to check it out. And after the break, I'll answer Adam's question about accepting setbacks. Today's episode is brought to you by ThePokerForge.com. It's my one-of-a-kind poker training membership site. It's one-of-a-kind because each month is its own workshop where I teach you specific strategies about one uh, important area of, of poker, and then I give you action steps to force you to put them into use on the felt because action is the greatest teacher after all. The best way to learn, it's not just by reading a chapter in a book or watching a video or listening to a podcast. It's taking action on the strategies that you learn. So that's what I'm all about at the Poker Forge. So if you're serious about taking action to improve those skills, the PokerForge.com is the place to be. It's a no-brainer. And a couple quick shout-outs today. Speaking of Poker Tracker 4, of course, Adri Van Can purchased Poker Tracker 4 through my affiliate link, and by doing so, Adri supported the show! Thank you very much! So they went to uh, smartpokerstudy.com slash pokertracker4, all one word with the number 4 at the end. Poker Tracker 4. Uh, by going there, you can check out what Poker Tracker 4 has to offer, see how it can benefit you. You will realize the power of this program, and then you make the purchase. Once you forward me your emailed, uh, purchase confirmation, I will send you my Smart HUD in appreciation for your support. And speaking of the Smart HUD, toth banderas purchased it directly uh he already had poker tracker four so it was time to get the best hud in the business the smart hud so he went to smartpokerstudy.com slash smart hud to check out what the hud is all about to see how he can use it to exploit uh whatever kind of opponent that you face on the felt and then he made the purchase thank you very much toth Alrighty, let's get to adam's final question So Adam sent a a decently long email. I don't want to read the whole thing, but here's what it boils down to. I was ready to play a tournament, and I was pumped in the days leading up to it. I cleared my schedule for the morning tournament, and it didn't meet the player requirements, so it was canceled. This bummed me out, but I decided to play in the same tournament scheduled later in the day. I guess maybe it was a 5k guarantee and played again, right? Well, when the tournament started, it wasn't I wasn't pumped anymore and couldn't get in the right mindset because of the disappointment of the earlier tournament not running. How can I deal with setbacks like this? Well, very good question. Thank you very much, Adam. Now, I think you could benefit from two different things. Thing one is to accept when things don't go as planned. Now, most human misery comes from non-acceptance, right? Something goes wrong, whether you caused it to or not, and fighting the truth of this, it just causes mental anguish. We all have to work on accepting what life hands us. So don't allow your mood to sour like this just due to a small setback, right? It was like the words you said to yourself in the morning. You probably said something like, everything's perfect, I cleared my schedule, I'm gonna rock this tournament. And then it got canceled, you started to get bummed out, and then in the afternoon, you changed your inner thought process, right? You maybe said something like, damn it, now my whole day is shot, and I have to play later than I wanted, and this sucks. Well... You know, that's possibly what you thought in your head. Now, I want you to try to keep things like this in perspective and just accept the change. You're going to go through small setbacks like this your entire life, thousands of times over. Are you really going to let each of those throw you off uh, like you did here? I really do hope not. You've got to roll with the punches in life. Now, thing number two that you can do, Adam, is to warm up to help get you uh, in the right headspace for the game. So everybody warms up before big events, right? Like people playing sports or before they go up on stage. We should, we must, nay, we must do the same thing as poker players. Most poker players don't warm up. You just fire up the tables and start playing. But by warming up and doing something as simple as looking at your notes or maybe doing a hand-reading exercise or even just watching a training video or just meditation, that can help get you into the right mind space for poker. The goal is to begin your session in a positive frame of mind so that you can play your A game. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Check out some of my Poker Tracker 4 videos on YouTube. Go ahead and watch what I do, copy what I do, and it'll help you learn a new way to use Poker Tracker 4 to improve your studies and your skills. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. All righty. Your learning is not complete until you visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com pod 285. For basically a transcript of today's episode and links to everything I shared. If you're down with taking action to improve your skills, you must be a PokerForge.com member. ThePokerForge.com is the place to be because every month in The Forge is dedicated to one theme in an effort to turn you into a poker master. So please become a member. The pokerforge.com And subscribe to my other podcast. It's called Daily Poker Tips. Once you subscribe by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash dailypokertips, you're going to get a 30-second poker tip every day. If you can type or say the word smart poker study, you can find me on Alexa, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player you want to be.